Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. This week, I have kind of another interview where I, I speak to two people um, from different perspectives. It's another one in the series that we're talking to uh, Instagram influencers. If you'll remember, a few weeks ago we talked to influencers um, in the cosplay realm. Uh, this week we're talking to two influencers from the, the fitness world, from, from fitness Instagram. Same way, I, I spoke to one from the States. That is Sydney Jade from, from City Jade Fitness. And then I spoke to someone from, from Europe, uh, from Scotland, and that is Naturally Stephanie. Um, so I spoke to both of them. You're going to find that you know, they both had different things to say, um, but then you know, qu- quite a few things that were consistent on, on what made them successful. Really enjoyed speaking to both of them. They both had some really good insights on you know, how to, to be successful with your fitness, how to be successful on Instagram, what uh, what happened to to get them uh, where they were, and and to get so many followers um, following their their journey. Um, the reason why I, you know I, I'm doing these is I just think it's interesting when you know it comes to to people. You know, most people on on Instagram are posting you know pictures of their their dogs and when they go on vacation and, and things like that. Uh, but there's there's people that you know get on there and partner with brands and and do some some really cool things sydney she is a a college student uh, going to be a a dentist and then um, stephanie she actually already graduated from college and she's made an actual career out of out of instagram um, and and a lot of other things uh, to do with fitness too so it was a a pleasure to speak with both of them do know two things one both of them there's a, a couple times that we we had some Minor audio issues, not a huge thing, but but do do uh, I guess uh, be be aware of that, and then also be aware that um, Sydney I actually interviewed several months ago, so there's a few times that she may talk about something that's probably already happened. Uh, she was doing a, a big test uh, to be a uh, personal trainer. Hope that test went well and and everything's good there. Um, but without further ado, here is the first interview with with Sydney Jade. Um, and then we will go to the interview with Naturally Stephanie. I am here today with Sydney, who is uh, an Instagrammer. That's that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, you know, the the whole life of of Instagram influencing things like that. Um, so, if you would, Sydney, um, tell us just a little bit about yourself. And and I've already forgotten my manners, but thanks so much for being here. <laughs> so I am Sydney. I started a fitness account on Instagram in November of 2017. Um, I had been lifting weights for maybe, I would say three or four months. And I noticed that there was a lot of women out there that were posting and influencing about fitness and how women can lift weights as well. And it's not just something that is seen like in more of a masculine community. So I wanted to share my own journey as I had lost probably 30 or 40 pounds. And I just wanted to share with other women, my age and teenage girls that you don't have to starve yourself to lose weight or get fit. You don't have to work out for hours at a time. So I just wanted to share my journey. And that is why I got started over three years ago now. 
I gotcha. No, that's awesome. So that kind of is a good segue to what do you classify your Instagram as? Is it a fitness account? Is it just overall wellness? Is it women's health? I know I've, I've kind of, since we've, uh, you know, set up this interview, I've kind of been watching your stories. You've, I mean, you, you definitely talk about fitness, but you talk about a lot of other women's health issues too. I would say the first two years of my account, it was mainly fitness and I'm starting to transition into kind of my own, I would say niche or brand. I'm no longer just fitness like everybody else. It's not a cookie cutter account anymore. Mm -hmm. So I have been considering changing my name, um, which is a big thing for me. I've had the same Instagram handle since I started it, um, but I'm a college student. I have recently kind of dove into the realm of sustainability and minimalism. So I kind of want my account to be more lifestyle and health rather than strictly weightlifting. So I kind of post everything right now and it has hurt my account a lot. I've lost a few thousand followers over the last six months because of diversifying my page, but I'm hoping at some point it will make my page grow and people that like my niche will follow me. So it's kind of everything. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, that's not something I would have thought about. That's kind of scary that if yeah. you decide to kind of branch off just a little bit, then you start losing followers that easily. So is there people out there that just, you're not talking about fitness, the exact thing they want to talk about, and then they just, they just unfollow. Yes. That's, that's interesting. Anytime I start <laughs> incorporating anything other than, Hey, I just did squats and hamstring curls, uh, you know, people will click off. Uh, I feel like that, that seems the opposite of what I would think. I would think that if you just talk about the same thing over and over and over that people would be like, okay, enough of this. But when you actually start talking about more, they, they get off. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. And it can be discouraging because it's like, I'm sharing all the things I love and people are clicking off and unfollowing. And so there's some days where I'm just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this you know, should I even have this Instagram account? But there's always the people that have stuck around for three years. Uh, they motivate me to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, obviously you don't want to lose too many followers, but I feel like that, uh, those who have stuck around are actually there for, for the right reasons. And they're probably your best followers. So mm -hmm. there's kind of a, there's always kind of a quality and quantity, I guess you're, I'm sure you have very high quality followers now, but maybe mm -hmm. not the quantity that you, that you wanted. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, if you have high quality followers, there's more engagement. You actually know people. I have a handful of people that I talk to all the time. I've actually mm -hmm. sent them products just because I talk to them all the time. So it's kind of better to have a smaller community of people that know you and love you. That's how I am with friends as well. I have like three friends but <laughs> okay. that's yeah. just, I'd rather have quality over quantity for sure. No, I understand that. So I realized we, we didn't really say too much and that's okay at the very beginning. Um, but I just a little bit about you outside of the Instagram feed. Now, obviously you share just as much as you want to, but. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a college student. I am a junior and I am planning to become a dentist. I have I guess a year and a half left of college, but this May I will apply to dental school. Um, so I'm already getting the ball rolling in that area. In my free time, I'm usually working out or shadowing dentists, um, volunteering. I did a lot of volunteering with hospice 
throughout my sophomore year of college. Um, but with COVID, that's not a possibility anymore. Um, so luckily I had a good amount of volunteer hours before the pandemic hit. Um, what else do I do? I hang out with my boyfriend a lot, my best friend, and I've recently got really into digital illustrations. So I actually just started another Instagram account like mm. for that, because I noticed when I was posting some of those fun things on my account, people were unfollowing. So I was like, well, I'll just create a separate account where I can just post my artwork. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. I that every little thing can make people unfollow. I I've never been all that uh, quick with the unfollow. I don't really remember the last time I unfollowed anyone. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't. Nobody really understands that in my family. They're like, well, why would they? Why would so many people just unfollow you out of nowhere? I'm like, I don't know. I guess they like cookie cutter accounts. Some people do. So yeah. if you kind of step outside of that you know, that's the risk you're going to take. But I feel like over time, if people find my account and they notice that I'm not cookie cutter and I'm more, you know, I don't really know the word, but I feel like it will gain following over time. You know, I always look at long-term goals rather than short-term, like, oh, if I post this, I could gain a lot of followers, but it's not really something I would want to post. So. So, so how did it happen that, that you did start I guess, attracting a following because you, I don't know exactly how many followers you have. It doesn't even matter. You can say, or you don't have to, but how did you start attracting more than just the average person? So my first year of my account, I went from zero to 49,000 and I'm still at 49,000. So it shot up and it's just been up and down since. Um, the very first year I kind of told my high school friends about it. And then I got to college and told my college friends about it. And I don't know if the Instagram algorithm was different or I don't know why I blew up so fast. I was posting a lot of transformation photos, you know, here I am at 180 pounds here. I am at 150. That brought a lot of people in. I was a brand new college student. I had just signed up with one of nutrition. So that kind of shot my account up super quickly in the first year. And then since then, the last two years or so, it's just been at, at a plateau. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's good that it's, it's plateauing rather than, than going down, but obviously you always want it to, to grow. So what, yeah. speak a little bit about the, the community behind it. You know, like we were, we were talking about earlier when I've, I've talked to other Instagram people in other areas like cosplay and things like that. Um, you know, they talk about how much of a community there is around that cosplay Instagram. So is it, is it the same way? Do you have, you know, a lot of people that are maybe have other, um, fitness Instagrams that you've just become, become connected with that you probably wouldn't have without having that community or how does that work? Absolutely. Those are the people that I am closest with on my, on my fitness account. I do follow a lot of other women that are in fitness and, we all just kind of lift each other up. You know, we praise each other when we maybe added five pounds to our squat this week, or we hit our water goals or things like that. So there is definitely a fitness community. Um, and there's a lot of women that follow me and look up to me because I'm not, I don't, I guess I post about the imperfect things you would say. Like I always post at nighttime when I'm super bloated and I look pregnant um, and women love that because they're like, oh, fitness influencers are normal. You know, they don't always have a flat stomach. So I do have a community of women that understand how real I am. And when I come onto Instagram and say, you know, I ate three chocolate bars today because I was stressed. 
I have a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, I did that too. I'm sad to know that it's not just me. So there is a fitness community, but there's a community of women that have 5% body fat and never show what they're eating or what they look like after they eat. And then there's a community that I have where we're just real with it and we set realistic goals. Like just last week, I said that my goal was to hit 5,000 steps. And a few people were like, you know, I thought the universal thing was to get 10,000 steps. And this is my goal. You know, I have a lot of work to do at my desk today. So that is my goal. So having realistic goals really attracts a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, I kind of veered off the question, but <laughs> no, no, that's, that's fine. This is all just about a conversation. So you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be question and answer there. So no, I like it. So I guess the, the next question I would have is how do you deal with, you know, the, the detractors or the trolls or, or whatever, because, you know, within anyone with a following has, has, you know, people who, who are attracted to, I guess, not being all that friendly. So how do you deal with that? I have not had much of that. I actually, I may have had like, I would say three or four people say rude things like two years ago. Hmm. And I really haven't had that since the, it's more so people with nasty comments about my body, like not in a rude way, but like nasty people that want pictures or things like that. Mm. That's what into my DMs more than rude people. And I hardly ever get a rude comment either uh, that people have to see. So I have not had to deal with that at all. There was one time my freshman year of college, so two years ago, that somebody some man said something about the amount of weight that I was lifting and said, you know, you could lift way more than that. You're such a little girl or something. And all my followers just attacked him hmm. and he deleted, either deleted his account or he deleted the comment. I don't know, but that's like, I really don't deal with that very much at all. Well, that's, that's a good thing. I'm not sure what's worse though. If you have to deal with a bunch of creepy people, I don't feel like that's any fun either, but. No, but I don't know. It doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> Yeah, I gotcha. No, I gotcha. So I want to talk about success when it comes to, you know, advice you have for people when in the fitness world, but then also the Instagram world. So maybe since we're talking directly about Instagram now, what's what advice do you have for people who, you know, whether it's fitness or whether it's anything else um, that they, they want to, I guess, grow their, their following? Um. I would just always say that do something you love. Don't do it for, you know, fame or money or whatever mm -hmm. the goals that people are always looking at. Do it if you love it. If you start an account for fitness or anything else and you don't actually love it, it's going to be very hard to keep up with. Um, and your followers can kind of tell if you're really into something or if you're just talking about it to get the publicity, get the money. Um, but to be successful, you just have to be yourself. And I feel like I always feel like I can't speak on being successful on Instagram because I'm constantly in a plateau. But, you know, my family and friends remind me of the platform that I've grown. So I would say be yourself. I don't I wouldn't say you have to be on there every day because a lot of people say, you know, you have to be on there every day, 24 seven. I have a lot of other stuff to do. If I'm not on there for a few hours, it's okay. I don't know. You just have to be consistent with it and you have to have a long-term outlook on it. That's just how I view fitness as well. Um, I'm not ever in a, like a two-week diet. Yeah. 
Like it's just a long-term thing. I've been doing it for three and a half years. I have months where I eat like crap and I have months where I eat great and work out. Um, the progress is always going to be linear, at least for me, but you can definitely see big dips in it. I don't know if I answered that either. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you did. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've heard from other people. The big thing is consistency, which consistency is important in anything you do in life, but that's obviously one big thing. If, if you post and, you know, now and then post in a month and then, then you start posting for a whole week, it, you just have yeah. to be a little bit more consistent with it. So no, that's, that's what I've heard before. So do you find, you know, when you're talking about, obviously everyone has their good days and their bad days with everything that I'm sure that includes, you know, the, the fitness world. Do you mm -hmm. find having, you know, this page, does that kind of motivate you to, to have maybe more of those good days than you would have, or is it, or, or is that not really play a factor for you? It can be back and forth. There's some days where my account motivates me to, you know, talk on there and motivate other people, or it motivates me to go to the gym because I don't have anything to post. Then there's the other side of it, which is what I'm in right now. I have been for like three or four weeks where I don't want to get on there uh, because I just see the numbers declining and I haven't had time to work out. So I have nothing to post. So in times like that, it actually like stresses me out when I wake up and I think, oh gosh, you know, I have this account over here that's on the downfall and I don't feel like I can do anything about it. So it can be back and forth. I have months where it's motivating. I have months where I just, it stresses me out. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. So when we're talking about motivation, it's good, good kind of segue to fitness. So what advice do you have to people who, who want to be more active, not necessarily want, you know, a fitness Instagram, but they just want to, to be a little bit more healthy. You have to understand that short-term goals or not short-term goals, short-term like fixes are never going to work out in the long run. I'm currently uh, in the process of becoming a certified personal trainer. Uh, that's what I'm doing over this break. So I'm learning more and more about how doing, doing extreme things for a very short amount of time and ends up hurting you in the long run. So setting realistic goals and things that you can track physically with your eyes is a huge tip that I have. I never encourage women to weigh themselves every day. The amount of water in your body can drastically influence your weight. That's why I always post a thing on like Thanksgiving about my weight in the morning versus at night. Um, being on your period can make you heavier. Um, there are so many things that fluctuate your weight. I always encourage to not weigh themselves, but track things with their eyes and kind of just how you feel. So I love doing photos and I love just evaluating how I feel. There's days where when I eat healthier, I feel a lot better. And there's days where I eat a lot of fast food and candy and I feel worse. So when you're wanting to get into fitness, just write down things that would, you know, make you happy that don't have numbers behind them. Like don't, don't have a goal of, you know, losing five inches on your waist in two weeks or losing 20 pounds in two weeks, because if you're weightlifting, you are going to lose fat and gain muscle. Um, and so you might look better in the mirror, but people still let the scale get in the way. They'll, they'll message me. I've been doing weightlifting for a month. I weigh the same. And I'm like, but how do you look? How do you feel? And they're like, oh, well, I do. I do look better and I do feel better. So that's just a huge thing I have with fitness. And you cannot cut your calories. Please do not cut your calories super low. Um, it's going to mess with your metabolism and it's going to make it harder and harder for you to lose weight in the long run. 
Yeah, I gotcha. No, that's, that's all good advice. So how did you, I guess, how did you learn, you know, all of this? Is it just working in, in the fitness world or does it have to do with, with, with your schooling or, or how did you learn, you know, all of, all of these things about fitness? Just my own experiences. Hmm. You know, I was the 13 year old girl that was always on Pinterest looking up a thousand calorie workouts that I can do in 10 minutes and, hmm. you know, 300 calorie meals things like that. And I learned that I, you know, wasn't getting anything out of it. I wasn't happy when I was at my heaviest, I was actually eating the least. So my body was just holding on to everything it could. It didn't want to let anything go because it thought it was like in survival mode, starvation mode, whatever you want to call it. So I actually learned all that through my own experience and I am training right now to be a personal trainer. So I'm learning more about the science behind it, but it's definitely things that I've learned from my own experiences, which I try to share all the time on my platforms. I do have a YouTube video about my fitness journey from like when I was 14 or 15 until now to talk about, you know, what I was doing wrong and how I ended up getting to where I am today. Gotcha. So obviously, you know, you, you talked about not always making, you know, this Instagram a priority, which you, you shouldn't, obviously you've got, you know, a big thing coming with dentistry and things like that. But tell us just a little bit about, um, I guess, how you keep it running and, and your, your daily routine, not when it, not necessarily just with Instagram, but with, with everything in life. Um, so I'm very scheduled. I have everything planned out. Like I've had this podcast interview in my calendar since the day we set it up, like back in November, because I need to see and know when I'm doing things. And so I do that in school as well. I like to have like a handwritten planner. And then I also have a digitally written planner because I've this a few times on my YouTube channel, but in my handwritten planner, I have like big tasks for the day, but I like to see things get done throughout the day. So if in my handwritten planner, I have like do 24 physics problems, then over in my digital one, I'll write like eight physics problems, eight physics problems, eight physics problems. Hopefully that added up to 24. I think it did. Uh, and that way when I complete eight, I can check it off and complete another eight. I can check it off. So I'm very organized in that way. Um, and when I'm in school, you know, I have my classes every day with COVID. It's a little bit different, but before COVID I would have my classes. If they were in the morning, I would try to work out in the afternoon. If they were later in the day, I would try to work out in the morning. Um, and it's really hard for me to keep up with YouTube during school, but I do keep up with Instagram anytime that I have a little bit of downtime, you know, walking between classes or just taking a little study break. I like to go on there and maybe post something or comment on other people's things. And I'm not very social. It's funny because I have a big social media platform, but I'm not very social in real life. So when people ask me, how do you do all this when you're going to parties or how do you do all this when you're going out to dinner with friends? I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. Um, and I feel like a lot of people that are, that have big goals in the future, like professional school, graduate school, anything like that, don't really have a lot of social time. A lot of us are just stuck in our little world where we're studying and doing things for ourselves. So my days are jam packed. There's definitely days where I I don't do enough. People say I did a lot, but in my head, I didn't do enough and I'll beat myself up about it. But I've been trying to be, I've been trying to be easier on myself 
but there definitely is a lot going on every single day. I have meetings with teachers. Now I have to start worrying about applying to dental school. There's just a lot going on, but yeah. One thing that Go ahead. One one thing that I've heard recently that I love is that millionaires or the most successful people or anybody that you look up to has the same amount of time in the day that you do. Um, mm-hmm. We all have the same amount of time. So it's just kind of what you do with it. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually, I teach um, at, a, at a university and, and that's one of the, the things that, you know, I, I talk about is time and prioritizing time. Everyone has 168 hours in a week. Not a single person has more, not a single person has less. And it's all about how you prioritize time. No one feels like they ever have enough. But, you know, the example I always give is if, you know, your hot water heater breaks tomorrow and someone says, you know, it's going to take eight hours and you're going to have to be there to fix it. You're going to find that time where if some random person says, I need you to find me eight hours, you'll be like, I have, I have absolutely no time. There's no way I can have eight hours. But when you have to do it, when you prioritize your time, it, it you you find it. So mm-hmm. so that's that's a big thing for sure you're way more organized than, than I am. So that's, I, I think that you're already, uh, you know, set up for, for success there. So you, know, you talked about being organized because, you know, you, you have a, a lot coming in the future. So tell us just a little bit about what, uh, what you plan to do with your future, what your future holds as far as life. And then also what the future of your Instagram looks like. So as far as my future goes, I, I'm in the honors college at my university and for our senior year, we have to do a big capstone, but we started in our junior year. So there was like a traditional capstone thesis where you can do a huge research project, 50, 60 pages of stuff, um, or you can do creative. And I decided to do creative and create my own fitness guide. This is the first time I'm saying this out loud to anybody Uh uh, besides my family. But to do that, I wanted to be a certified personal trainer just so my program would be adequate and for legal purposes if anything goes wrong and they say you know who told you to do this and I don't even have any credentials so that is what I'm doing over this break it is a lot of information I wish I wouldn't have tried to jam pack it into four weeks but I am Um, so I will be a personal trainer in two weeks if I pass the exam And then I will go on to create my fitness guide. So that is kind of for Instagram and YouTube. That's my goals. And then as far as academic goals, I will be taking the DAT over the summer. I'm going to have to study for that probably eight, six, eight hours a day for about 10 weeks. Um, And then hopefully I'll have some interviews lined up in the fall. And I will know the first week of this December, 2021, if I got into dental school. So those are my big goals right now uh, is to get into dental school, become a personal trainer, sell my guide. That's the big stuff. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. And I have absolutely no doubt that you'll, you'll pass both, both of those big things. Cause it sounds like you've got, you definitely got a, you know, your priorities in line. So no doubt about it there. Um, so how can, how can people connect with you? They, they've listened to this. They, they're interested in, in learning more about Sydney. How can they connect? So Instagram and YouTube are my main platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they, they're my only platforms actually. Um, my Instagram is Sydney J fitness, just S Y D N E Y the letter J and then fitness. Um, and then my YouTube is just Sydney Jade J A D E. I took the fitness part off of that because I'm trying to make it more about 
my life and not just fitness. Um, and I am going to try to start an Etsy shop soon. I feel like I'm just all over the place. I have so many like ideas and things going, but since I got into digital art, I want to start an Etsy shop and sell things to do with dental school, to do with uh, college biology majors and just some like fun portraits and things like that for people. So I want to, I have created like a video on my YouTube channel about studying for organic chemistry. Uh, something kind of random didn't have to do with fitness, but it has blown up over time. Sure. So, you know, incorporating things onto an Etsy shop where people can use, like people can use things that I make to study with or to teach other people with. Um, so I may start that soon. And I did start the Instagram for my art, which is called Paisley Portraits, P-A-I-S-L-E-Y Portraits, because my dog is a mini, a mini dachshund and her name's Paisley. Yeah. So if you're interested in art, that's my other account that I literally just made. That's where you can find me. <laughs> No, I'll tell you, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to to speak with you. I really appreciate your time. I I wish you luck when it comes to you know the fitness test, the personal trainer test you got, the the dentistry test. You've you uh, also luck with the Instagram, but uh, no, it, it's been great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So that was my interview with Sydney Jade. Really appreciate her being here and her uh, insights. Let's, uh, I guess, take it across the pond and, and speak with Naturally Stephanie. She's made a, a c- complete career out of uh, her, her Instagram and her fitness and, and the things associated with that. A little bit different perspective, some of the same um, thoughts, uh, but let's, uh, let's talk to uh, Stephanie. I'm here today with Naturally Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So yeah, this is kind of just part of you know, the, the series on talking to Instagrammers, uh, I guess, influencers, if you will, uh, this particular one with, with fitness. Um, but before we get into kind of your, your fitness and, and wellness Instagram, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself as a whole. Oh, as a whole? Um, I mean, um, I've always been into fitness. I've always been into sport. Um, I grew up as, as a swimmer and kind of moved from that into um, into the gym atmosphere and as you know social media started to grow I started posting that on there so um, for me I've always had a kind of element of sport and fitness and, and that kind of active lifestyle around um, kind of everything I do so mm-hmm. um, I suppose that's always been a big part of, of just me as a person. Yeah. yeah well I mean so outside of even you know being active what, what else do you have going on? I mean obviously let's talk just a little bit about you 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 as a person, um, you know, obviously you don't, you did, we were talking about it before we started, but it doesn't sound like, you know, you're my next door neighbor. So exactly <laughs> where are you, where are you from and, and all that kind of stuff too. Okay. Um, so I live in Scotland, which is in the UK for those that don't know. Um, I've lived here forever. I've not lived anywhere else <laughs> um, other than Scotland. Um, I'm 27. I have a degree in psychology, but I have worked full time as a quote unquote social media influencer um for five years now so that's me in a nutshell (laughs) yeah and that's kind of an interesting point how do you so i've i've talked to other influencers that do you know have a a degree in in something totally totally different um and then you know they they find you know influencing and that and that passion and and uh i guess how do you feel about i guess your your journey taking you in another direction I mean, I'm a huge believer in that everything happens for a reason and what what happens, happens. And um, I mean, I, I kind of always thought that this social media 
wave that we're on would only last so long anyway, because you know things change so much all the time. Um, so when I when I started my degree at university, that was the plan was to be a psychologist. Um, and the social media, like Instagram, didn't exist when I went to university. Um, so by the time that kind of came on the scene, I was in like my last year of university, and that's when you know it started to gain a bit of traction. And I thought, oh, and then the whole world of YouTubers and people doing that as careers was becoming more popular. And I just thought, well, if I could ride this way for a while whilst it's popular, we can always go back to the degree. Like the degree's not going anywhere, but the social media would. So I took the, the risk and went with the, the social media away for a while, see where it goes. And then, you know, we'll go from there. No, no, that makes sense. So we'll kind of put a pin on that because I want to ask, I guess, future plans, you know, towards the, towards the end, but tell us just a little bit about um, your, your Instagram feed. Do you, I mean, do you classify it as a, you know, fitness as wellness as lifestyle, I guess, what, it, what is your classification for what you do on Instagram? Um, I mean, Instagram was uh, where it actually all started for me, but obviously my business is out with Instagram. Um, but I class my Instagram as probably fitness and lifestyle. Because um, I do try and incorporate like some parts of me as a person into it, um, without it just being like strictly workout videos or um, things like that. And I think that's where other social media platforms helped. Um, you know, the likes of making YouTube videos—they're much more personal um, and much more like lifestyley, whilst tying in the, the health and fitness element of it. Whereas Instagram is quite theme-based, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so. I think I'm understanding. Did you say that you, that I, I guess this all started somewhere other than Instagram? Oh, no, sorry. It started on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, but I, the, my business that I run is an external, like I have a health and fitness website. Um, okay. But the, so it's a subscription based website, um, which the people who are on that website came from Instagram. I got you. I got you. So how, how long, you know, I think you said about five years, but how long have you been doing, um, you know, the uh, Instagram influencing, but then also, I guess, how, how long has it been able to be a full-time job? Um, I probably started the, the, the actual kind of influencing part for you. Like it's, it's crazy how it starts. They're just using Instagram as everybody else uses Instagram, but I kind of started using it as more of like a food page and posting bits of workouts and things like that on it. Um, probably about six years ago um, and then as it started to gain more popularity I kind of focused in on it making it more kind of businessy if you liked and making sure it had like a service it was providing so the, the health and fitness element and not just me posting whatever like the kind of average person who uses Instagram does um, so I've probably been full-time with it um, just about four and a half nearly five years um, but that's not from Instagram alone. There's there's several different things that con- contribute to it. Because I think people don't understand that. They think, oh, so you just you just have an Instagram page and you make money. It's like, no, no, no. That was the foundation that allowed so many other things to come around. Right, right. And that's kind of what I'm, you know, finding. And that's what I like to talk to people about. Because I think there's a lot of people out there that, that see, you know, Instagram influencers and, and it's their full-time job and think, oh my gosh, that's would be so easy to just post a picture yeah. every once in a while. And, and I, it, there's so much work that goes behind that. Um, so I, I guess kind of tell us just, just briefly, you know, the, the, I guess the work and dedication it takes to actually be successful, not just on Instagram, but as, you know, a, 
I guess, a public persona and to, to make sure that people uh, see what you're doing? Um, so, so like I said, it started on Instagram for me and what kind of changed it from just me posting my interests to more of a business focus was finding what like my kind of message was and what my what my niche was if you like so um for me I'm also vegan so mixing that being vegan with the fitness five years ago people were just like that doesn't work that doesn't matter like mesh together um so that was quite that was quite a unique kind of topic to have at the time um and just kind of building on that so once once I started building the Instagram you kind of have to have your your consistency with your 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 niche and your message and what it is you're actually trying to put out um I mean obviously there's going to be now and then there's going to be just posts of you at the weekend just like I don't know just a selfie and it has absolutely no meaning behind it whatsoever um but the majority of your content has to be consistent um, and keeping up with that and having a plan as to what you actually want it to look like um and then I started a YouTube channel and it was tying that in with obviously the content you post on Instagram you're not going to have a YouTube channel but something completely different from what you you post on on Instagram, you have to kind of keep it all congruent and make sure it flows. Um, but obviously, there's there's room to to put spins on it. So now with the whole TikTok, like that's just a whole new thing. So it's kind of bringing in like health and fitness into 15 second or 30 second videos, um, rather than a static post on Instagram or versus a 20 minute video on YouTube. So it's just trying how to like keep it all going if you like um it's very much like number one understanding your own niche and what it is you're trying to put out but number two understanding each different platform that you're on and they are all different but trying to find what your focal point is um and then taking from them um like i said i have a website that i run um which is you know it's its own website that isn't on a social media but your followers from social media are the customers on that website yeah yeah That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, you, you touched on a really important point about, I guess, finding your niche and then also, I guess, sticking with it. So, you know, with the other person that I I talked to with, with fitness, she kind of talked about how, you know, at at some points, because, you know, there's, there's such kind of a, a path that you're following that sometimes you, that she feels a little bit constrained by it because, you know, sometimes she wants to post, you know, something about, women's health or she wants to post something, you know, maybe a little bit outside of that fitness realm. And mm-hmm. she finds, you know, when she does, she does that sometimes she, you know, she'll lose a hundred, hundred followers just for posting something that they don't completely feel like is, is in the, the normal realm. Do you ever feel kind of constrained by the, the niche that you, that you've got yourself in? Um, I mean, I kind of have two views on it because I feel like on the one hand, yes, because you do have, a niche but at the same time I also I have found that people like to know who you are as a person as well so what that comes with is your views and opinions and other topics outside of health and fitness I especially found that on YouTube when all my videos were solely um you know health and fitness based but people would say oh no can you vlog what you do in a day can you show your friends and family and that kind of thing so there's always going to be people that don't agree with 100% everything you do. That's just the way the world works and you can't make everyone happy. So um, as long as I'm not posting something completely random um, or contradictory to my message, then I'm happy to post things slightly off-brand, if you like. Um, 
if it's if it's something that's important to me and I want and I want to talk about it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, do you have your your own private Instagram for you know pictures of, no. of your your dog and cat, or are you like I am done with Instagram when I am not working? Oh yeah, I just have the one Instagram, and yeah. and that's that. I, I could I couldn't be running another <laughs> one to show something just because that's what I post. Like I like posting what I'm having for my dinner, or I like to post you know what I'm doing in the day, and I post that kind of stuff in my stories, and it's it might not exactly be oh, like that's not a workout what you're posting that. But like I said, people do care about who you are as a person as well. Um, so yeah, Instagram stories are a great tool. They really are. Yeah, yeah for sure. So where do you find, I'm, I guess with fit, the fitness Instagram community, I mean, how, how close knit do you, do you find it? So that when we're talking about, um, you know, because, you know, the person I interviewed is from the States, you're, you're from the UK um, do you find that the, the community is, is very tight knit? Are you all out there kind of doing your own thing? Does it kind of stay, he doesn't really jump across the, the pond, so to speak, or what do you think? Um, well, I think it actually depends on well, how, how I've met people has been through working with, um, different brands. Um, so I have long-term partnerships with the likes of Gymshark. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a clothing brand and my protein, who are a supplement company, um, and because this, because this job is so like remote, you do it in your house, on your laptop, like it's not, you know, there's not like a, a space you go to and everybody who does the same job as you goes to this office and does it. You do it in your house, you're by yourself and you just do whatever you need to do for your work. Um, so the way I've actually been able to meet, meet people in the same industry is by working with other brands and going to events with them. And they do, you know, like I said, like events and different um, meetups and different things like that so I've been able to meet people from all over the world who do something similar to me um, who I don't think I would have met had it not been with working with other brands and companies I think by all means if you are online you do comment on other people's stuff and you do um, like it and all this kind of thing but you don't necessarily form like friendships that way um, it, it comes down more to when you have um, that crossover when you actually meet um, or not even when you actually meet but if you work with the same brand or if you have long-term partnerships that are, that are the same then um, yeah you do just kind of get into conversation with them and it crosses over that way but I'm finding new people every single day that I've never heard of um, and I'm sure everyone's the same like it's just an ever-grown ever-grown industry so there's always going to be new people yeah for sure so you, you said that you you do it on your own at home are you the one that's you know, taking most of your, your own pictures. I know with some people they've got, you know, a, a friend or a husband or, or something that's, you know, they're photographer. So, so are you uh, setting your camera up and, and doing your, your uh, exercises by yourself or, or how does that work? Um, the stuff I do at home. So anything like kitchen based or home workout based, I do myself. I have a tripod um, and I just, I'm just running and jumping into the frame and taking the things myself. But if I'm doing workouts like in the gym or if I'm out and about taking photos, then I, I usually have, have someone help me. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess with, with that, I guess it's good that other people taking it, people are used to, you know, other people taking pictures, but do you ever find yourself kind of out in public and, needing to take that, you know, that shot. Cause it's not like you just snap and shoot. Sometimes it's gotta be a little bit more than that. Do you ever feel a little bit like this is, this is awkward. This is kind of weird. People are going to think I'm doing weird stuff. Um, yes. I mean, sometimes to be honest, most of my content, um, is actually at home or the gym. Mm -hmm. 
So at home, completely fine. Nobody's here. Nobody can see me. It's it's okay. Um, and at the gym, um, I go to quite a small gym. Everyone knows everyone. I'm just that person now that videos their workouts. So it's absolutely fine. It's not uh, it's not like a, a judgmental place. Um, it's the occasional time I've been out and about, and I've had like my sister take photos. We're kind of like, oh, wait a minute. But at the same time, you also think, no, Joe, this is my job. I have to take the photo. Let's just do it. Um, and in reality, nobody cares. Nobody cares what you are doing. They really don't. Right, right. No, I gotcha. So, you know, you did mention being uh, plant-based and, and vegan. Um, mm-hmm. I guess kind of what, tell us a little bit more about that. I know you've got kind of a, you do have a sef- second Instagram. You said you only got the one. Don't you have vegan aesthetics? That's my website page. Yes. So I did fit. I do have to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so Vegan Aesthetics is the name of my website. Uh, that is the subscription website whereby we run 12-week challenges on there. So there's a 12-week home workout program, gym work- workout program. Um, all recipes are plant-based, that kind of thing. It's a community-based website, so people are all kind of doing the, the challenges together. Um, they run four times per year, so there's constantly a challenge going. Um, and how I got into being vegan was... so. I've been pescatarian slash vegetarian um, most of my life. I was a really fussy child. I don't like meat. I don't like the taste of it. <laughs> um, I stopped eating it early teenage years. Um, and like I said, I'm 27 now and I haven't eaten it um, um, since. So when I, I think it was about age 19. Uh, 19 or 20 is when... Um, it's actually when I was on social... Get social media started coming out more and I was on YouTube and Instagram and started seeing these people talking about being vegan and and being plant-based and coming across all these recipes and I just thought "Mm, that looks way more like the food I would rather eat than what I'm currently eating because I I was so fussy and I love food and I hated being fussy um so I yeah I pretty much just just kind of looked into it and I thought this is for me and here we are eight years later (laughs) I like that I like that. I like the the word fussy. That's a that's a nice uh, that's a nice British word. We don't we don't, <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't call ourselves fussy. I like that. That's cool. So like, I guess kind of a a a license to to call me out here. You know, you see me when we're you know when you're talking to taking my my drink of uh, soda. Is that a is that a no no in your world? Do you drink soda? I actually don't. But that's again, I don't really like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not really for me. Um, I, I'm just, I'm a big water drinker, as boring as that sounds. Oh, I that's am. A good, that's a good thing though. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, if you can, if you can get by with water, that's, that's the way you should do it. I, I, I understand that for sure. So I, I guess you, you, you kind of laid it out already. Um, but you know, let's, let's say somebody is starting, you know, an Instagram, whether it's fitness or whether it's something else, what, what, you know, brief advice do you have for them? Um, other than the easiest one, which I'm going to take away from you, which is being consistent, consistently posting. That's what everyone needs to do. Um, But beyond beyond that, for sure. But even consistency wise, I actually had this conversation with a friend last week who does the same job. Um, And she said she used to be, you know, religiously had to post on Instagram seven days a week, you know, like consistent, consistent, consistent. And she actually, we were talking, we said, actually, that's not what consistency is. Consistency is you know, you find what works for you and stick with that. So now she only posts between four and five times a week. 
um, rather than seven, but she finds that works way, way better for her. And also in terms of her engagement, um, her followers know which two days a week she doesn't post. Um, and yeah, so I think when people are used to your schedule, if you like, and know when to expect to see you, um, it, it just creates a more like reliability and people do stick with that. So I post similar times a day. I tend to post around about 7 p.m. Um, at night is when I post just so people know when to expect it um, and that kind of thing because it's, it's very easy for your content to get lost um, on the feed so if people are used to you appearing at a certain time um, and then you're not there they might go on your page and be like oh she's not posted today or, or whatever the, the reason may be but it with consistency um, is finding your niche as well um, and don't just try and copy what everybody else is doing because it works for them. If it's not coming out of you with passion and you don't actually enjoy it, that's going to come across. It's very obvious when people just do things because other people do it. Um, and, and you're not going to follow. You're not going to follow that. Um, so consistency, your niche and mm, what else? Plan. If, you, if you're on social media, um, you do have to plan your content in advance. So you know what you're doing. And so you keep up with one and two. So if you have your plan of, okay, this is what my month looks like. I'm going to post this on this day, this on this day and have a rough idea, then you're going to keep yourself on track to stay consistent. And you're also going to stay within your niche because you've planned the content as well. Yeah. So, you know, that by, by saying, you know, that you, you plan well, you kind of, kind of answered the, the next question there, but so you never really run into a time where you said you post at seven, you never run into a time at five o'clock and you're like, I have no idea what I'm going to post today. I mean, that is the odd day that that does happen because, um, you know, different um, things crop up. So for example, um, if I have um, an external collaboration with a brand, so um, as you know, influencers do, you know, like one-off collabs with different brands and brand deals and that kind of thing. Um, so if I was scheduled to post a workout video tonight, but I'd planned that two weeks ago, but actually um, this brand over here wants me to post this on that day, then that obviously changes your schedule a bit. And sometimes you, you know, you're not on the ball and you think, oh, well, that's, I'm not posting this now and I'm posting this instead and that kind of thing. But I mean, I don't stress out about it anymore. If there's ever a day where it's, oh, oh no, I don't have anything to post. It's a case of, well, actually I've posted the majority of this week. So if I don't have anything to post tonight that I want to post, I'm not going to just force content either. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you, you, you touched on it too, but give us, I guess, some of the cool opportunities you've had now in the, in the four years since you've been a, a full-time influencer. You talk about kind of traveling the world, but just highlight a few of those, uh, those cool experiences. Um, I mean, it's definitely being able to work with such big brands that, um, you know, that when, when you first kind of got on social media, you just like, oh my God, this brand's amazing. Um, for example, like the Gymshark and My Protein that I've worked with now for over three years, um, the both of them, um, it's, it's been able to work with them and going to all their events and all the things they do, because they do events so well, they really do. Um, and you get to meet a lot of people who are number one in your industry, but you meet a lot of people who also follow you on social media as well. So there's a lot of events that are based around like kind of meet and greet and, um, you know, just getting to meet as many people as possible. So that's always fun. And I do normally travel for those, even if it's still within the UK, um, because nothing happens in Scotland. We have to go to London most of the time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that. That's definitely the best part of it. And 
you know, working with other brands, you do get to travel to different places and things. So it's, um, that's definitely, that's definitely, it's just meeting people that you would never have met. I would never have met before. Um, like I've met people from Australia and America and all these, all these places that um, I, I just probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Right, right. So how is, you know, I feel like it may be actually a, not necessarily beneficial, but uh, not a not a, a roadblock when when COVID happened. Given that you, you know, do a lot of your workouts from home, and that is part kind of part of your brand. So, how did that affect, uh, I guess, your your profession? Um, to be honest, COVID didn't really affect it um, in the content that much, um, or the business in general that much. It was just a slight change in the content you post. So. Um, I normally train at the gym and my workout videos were normally gym based. Um, but obviously when gyms closed, the um, content changed to doing workouts at home. But as much as that originally I thought, I don't really want to do that. I don't like working out from home. That's not really what I enjoy. Everyone was on the same boat and that nobody could go to the gym. So everybody needed home workouts. So actually you were still providing a service that people needed, but whilst it wasn't exactly what you would usually do it's what you had to do so it still worked out it still worked out fine and everybody still eats so the recipes were fine <laughs> yeah no for sure for sure yeah. so yeah we what we were talking about earlier take that the pin back out of it and what's what do you think the the future holds you know you 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 sound like kind of you were talking about earlier you don't necessarily know how long you know this whole social media thing's going to to keep on and, you know, you do have a, a degrees. Do you, I mean, what, what do you feel like your, your future holds? Where are we going to, to see Stephanie in, in 10 years? Is it going to be, is it still going to be, you know, kicking out those home workouts? Or do you think, you, you think something else is, is in store? No, I think so. Originally, when obviously social media first started, the degree became the backup plan. I thought I can always go back to that. Now I have no interest in going back to that whatsoever. Mm. Um, I just enjoy what I do so much. And it's it just gives you a different way of living as well in terms of working for yourself. So um, I definitely want to stick with that. And whilst it might not necessarily be social media focused, I think social media will always be there. So I always anticipate, so for example, like my subscription website, the plan is just to grow that um, and then to expand from there. So whatever that may include. Um, but I think social media will always be used, you know, side on with it. It just won't be the sole focus. You know, you won't just rely on partnerships or, or collaborations or anything like that or, um, you know, YouTube views and things. You'll use them um, as well. But I think that the plan is always going to be to bring that into your own business and, and growing that. No, no, that makes sense. So, you know, we, we've talked about your Instagram. We talked about your website. Tell, tell everyone how they can find, um, you know, you on Instagram, you on TikTok, you on, on yeah. everything. <laughs> um, well, my name is just the same across Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. And that is naturally Stephanie. And that's spelled with an F because it just is um and I also have a vegan cookbook on Amazon and like I said my website is veganaesthetics.co.uk and that is just um our 12-week um plans and subscriptions so definitely check that out as well yeah well I'll tell you it's been a pleasure speaking with you really appreciate your time yes yeah, so thank you very much for having me on absolutely 
So that was my interview with both Sydney Jade and Naturally Stephanie. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, whether it's finding new fitness people to follow, definitely recommend both of them. Uh, Sydney Jade, remember she's Sydney J Fitness on Instagram. And then Naturally Stephanie is Naturally Stephanie, uh, but with Stephanie with an F instead of a PH. Um, really enjoyed speaking with both of them. They offered some really, really cool insights on to how they, they became who they are, uh, some some fitness tips, some tips on, on uh, being successful on Instagram. I think those are, are all really cool. Uh, you know, I, like I like I said at the beginning, I, I wanted to to create a series that, that we talk to people who you know probably get your get your likes on on Instagram, but we don't really know how they got uh, to where they are. So I, I think that this uh, this podcast was a, an interesting one for for that, and uh, I really appreciate you being here. Definitely check them both out. Um, they were they were just a, a pleasure to to speak with. Um, like I said, thanks for being here. Hopefully you'll check uh, check me out uh, too. Do check out the the other um, podcast. You know, I, I've I've interviewed people from from all walks of life, from actors to Olympic medalists to oh goodness, sur- survivors of all kinds of things. Just a, a different person every week. Um, check it out. Subscribe. Whether it's on Spotify, Apple, all that kind of stuff. Check me out on Instagram. We're talking about Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is not enough podcast. So appreciate you there. Appreciate you being here this week. See you next week and take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.